Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Music and Vibes podcast. I am your host, Kiana W. Mitchell. Now, before I go any further with the show, I just want to give a big, huge shout out to all of you amazing listeners. Wow, I can't believe how truly awesome and amazing you guys are. Last week, I asked you to share the episode of the podcast with a friend, and I just want to thank you, thank you, thank you so much from the bottom of your heart for doing that for me. When I check the statistics for the show this week, I can actually see how you are sharing this podcast with your friends or family members or whoever, but I see that you're sharing this because the numbers of downloads for this show continue to go up, and I know that without you, none of this would even be happening, so I just want to give you all a big, huge, invisible hug and say thank you so much for sharing the podcast. I love you guys. You are amazing. Now, let me ask you a question. How old do you think a child should be before they get a cell phone? There's a reason why I'm asking this question. Um, Last week on a podcast, I talked to you about how my daughters went back to school. Now, for those of you who don't know this, I have three lovely daughters. Kennedy, she's the oldest, and she's 12. Megan is my middle child, and she's 11. And then there's my baby girl, Dawson, and she's nine. I also have two beautiful stepchildren, and their names are Kristen and Micah. Now, Kristen, she's 21, and Micah's 20. Now, when Kristen and Micah were younger, they did not have a cell phone. Like, there was no reason for them to have one. My husband and I, well, during that time, we had cell phones, but you know, they weren't like the good cell phones we have now, where they have internet and everything else. They were just like regular cell phones, and you could text and take pictures, but you know, We had cell phones, but they didn't have any cell phones. And that was one thing that both my husband and I agreed on, that they shouldn't have any cell phones until they got much older. Both Kristen and Micah, they went to middle school without cell phones, and even almost all the way through high school without having a cell phone. In fact, they did not get a cell phone until they were in the 10th and 11th grade. So that would put them roughly around 16 or 17. So we did that because my husband and I just felt that during this time, both Kristen and Micah, they needed cell phones to communicate with us in the event of an emergency or transportation scheduling issues because then they weren't with us all the time. Now, when they were younger, they were like with us 24-7. So we had no need to have a cell phone because we knew where they were. They were with us. And if they weren't with us, they were in school. Or if they went to a friend's house, they were friends from church or people that we knew so they could just call us on their phone. So, I mean, it wasn't the same, you know? They really didn't have a need for a phone. And this is weird because when they were seven and eight years old, it was around 2005. And so, you know, it was still in the early 2000s and they had no need for a phone. Things were totally different. And that has been like our benchmark for all of the kids. We I've told the younger ones because they wanted phones 
ever since they were like eight, seven, and four. And of course, you know, I told them, no, you are not getting a phone. Like, no, that's just not happening. I told them that they would get a phone when they get to be 16 years old. And we did that because that's when Michael got his first phone. So that was our benchmark for phones for the kids. But this answer worked for them pretty well for a while because they did stop asking me for a cell phone. And to be honest, they haven't really asked me for a cell phone recently. Now, they'll joke and they'll say stuff like, so when am I getting an iPhone for Christmas? And of course, you know what I'm going to say. I'm like, never, (laughs) not while you're this age. And they're like, okay. But most of the time I do tell them never because my whole rule of thumb is I'm not going to buy my kids any awesome electronic until I get it. And I do not have an iPhone. I used to, but I don't anymore. I just prefer Android. So I don't have an iPhone. So you know I am not going to come out of pocket, even if I do have to pay like a small amount every month to get my kid an iPhone. I'm just like, no. It's like if you have a phone and you can talk on it, that works. But as of right now, they don't. And they've been happy for the past few years. Like whenever I get a new phone, I'll give my old phone to one of the kids. And what they will do is they'll connect it to the Wi-Fi in the house. And then they can... um text me yeah that's it me with their sisters or their brothers or dad and that's it they can text one of us if there's an emergency or they can play games on it they can even call they downloaded this um app called text now and they can call they have their little phone numbers but this is all on a phone that has no service they just connect it to the internet that just lets you know how resourceful kids are these days because i never would have thought of that so yeah so technically they quote unquote have a cell phone but then they don't because i don't pay services for it so that has been the case now however this year i am starting to think seriously about getting kennedy a cell phone now she's not begging me for one she's not asking for one now of course she wants one we've discussed this but i think it's because she's in middle school now and i am even okay i have not well, I have talked to my husband about this. I've considered buying Megan and Dawson, the 11 and 9-year-old, a standalone smartwatch where they can use to make calls or text me. And I think I'm doing this um, for a reason. Now, this I have not told anyone except for you. So, I did think, okay, it was for a little bit, short period of time before I got my senses back. I did think about buying Megan and Dawson a cell phone. I know, but here's why. Because there's this place where you can switch your, um, if you switch or port your number over to another um, carrier, they'll give you four free phones and you just pay $100 a month. I'm just like, that's a good deal. And if I can get all my kids a cell phone for free, including myself, get another one, and I just pay 100 bucks a month for cell service, that is amazing. So that was the main reason why I was considering trying to get them a cell phone. But then I thought about it. I was like, Kiana, stop, stop, stop. I was like, think about this. I'm like, they're too young. I think the nine-year-old is too young because Dawson's with me all the time. And if she's not, she's in school. So she doesn't have a need for a cell phone. Megan, the same thing. She's in fifth grade this year. So she's still in elementary school. And I don't think that she's going to need a cell phone anytime soon. Well, until next year. So what I think I'm going to do is um, get Megan and Dawson the smartwatches so that they can make calls and communicate with me and text me if they need to. I think I'll do that. And I think I'm just going to go and get Kennedy a cell phone. 
I say I probably will get her cell phone, but I'm not sure. That's why I'm asking you this question because I don't exactly know what to do. I mean, she's in middle school. She's very responsible. And I do believe that she needs to have a way to communicate. Right now, she takes my old phone. She connected to the internet. She can text me, but there are times where she can't call me on it. So I would just feel so much better if she had a way to communicate with me and call me. Now, I'm just going to tell you, the school she goes to is a good school, but they have so many kids, okay? You're talking about a mom whose little baby girl, okay, she's 12, went from elementary school, where maybe there's like 500, 400 students or whatever, to a middle school where they have like 1,400 kids, like 1,400 kids. That's a lot of kids. So you see why I want to communicate with my baby. So... I'm thinking about getting her a cell phone. I'll probably do it in the next couple of weeks. And I think what I'm just going to do is do this. I'm just going to tell the kids, listen, Kennedy gets a cell phone because she's in middle school. And once you guys get into middle school, then you can have a cell phone. But until then, you can use a smartwatch. So I think I'll just lower the age of when they get the cell phone to 12 or when they get in middle school. Because I just feel that during this day and age, they actually need to have one. It's amazing because even the principal of the school, he recommends that all the students have cell phones. Like, really? When I was a kid, the only recommendation my teachers had for me was that I had paper and pens, backpack and lunch. <laughs> you know, just like, that was the recommendation. No one recommended I got any kind of cell phone. But now, it is recommended that they have cell phones. So, I think that I'm just going to do it like that, get her a cell phone. I want to try to do it before the end of this month. Um, yeah, it's because I've already paid my bill and I don't want to switch and not use up all my money for whatever. So anyway, I plan to do it sometime near the end of the month. But before I do it, I just wanted to get your opinion on this. Like, what do you think? Should I do the cell phone for just Kennedy? Should I do it for all of them? Like, or should I just not get Kennedy a cell phone and get her that standalone smart standalone smartwatch? Um, yeah, so getting back to the point, the question for this week is, how old should a child be when they get their first cell phone? Now, there's no wrong answer and there's no right answer. I honestly just want to hear some of your views on this topic. I, like I said before, I haven't completely made up my mind about whether I will get Kennedy a cell phone yet. So your opinion might be the determining factor in whether Kennedy gets a cell phone or not. So let's do something different this week. If you think that Kennedy should get a cell phone, go to the Music and Vibes Facebook page and message me this message, Team Kennedy, and then tell me why you think she should get a cell phone. Now, if you agree with me, then message me with this message, Team Mom or Team Mom, and then tell me why you don't think she should get a cell phone. Okay, I'm just so excited because I can't wait to hear what you have to say, and seriously, whatever you say... Whether it's a good point, bad point, whatever you want to bring to my attention or any observations or experiences that you've had with your kids having cell phones at certain ages, let me know because this will help me decide whether I should get my daughter a cell phone or not at the age of 12. And I know everyone say it all the time about it takes a community to raise a child or whatever. It takes a village. <laughs> That's what they say to raise a child and stuff. So... It's just like, I just want to know other opinions out there because I know so many kids that have cell phones and then there's some that doesn't. And I just want to know like a general consensus. Like, am I just being too strict with this cell phone thing or should I just say, listen, 12 years old is a good age and just go from there. So just let me know. I need to make my decision. I plan to do it in the next couple of weeks. 
and I just want to hear some feedback. All right, so like I said, just go to Music and Vibes Facebook page, and if you're for Kennedy, go Team Kennedy, and then tell me why. And if you're on my side, please be on my side, then say Team Mom, and then tell me why she shouldn't get a cell phone. All right, can't wait to hear from you. Today I want to talk to you about when you should move on in a relationship or move on from a relationship. I am not just talking about romantic relationships here, but I just want to talk about all relationships, whether it's a friendship, professional relationships, business relationships, romantic relationships, whatever it is. Like, is there ever a time when you should move on? Recently, I've come to a point in my life where I feel like I just have to let some relationships go so that I can become the best version of me. And I think the thing that triggered my thinking like this is um, next year, when my birthday comes, I am going to, I will be turning the big blank O. And no, it is not 50. I'm way younger than that. But I will be reaching an age where I feel that if I want to go further in my life and in my career, I have to let some friendships and businesses go and business relationships go because it does not seem that we are all on the same page when it comes to certain things I want to do in life or places I want to go in my life. And let me just say, this is not a bad reflection on the people that I'm talking about at all. And there is no love lost between any of us because I'm good with, with all the people in my business relationships. I'm good with my the people who are who my friends or whatever. But I just think there are some friends that I have and some business relationships that I have where I just feel there's a disconnect. Like we've really grown apart. Like I've had, I have some friendships where I just feel like we've grown apart. We're really not on the same page. Now, if they ever need anything, I'm there for them and I will help them and I got their back. But I just don't think like in a personal day-to-day, everyday kind of contact, I need to be associating with them as much because it's like I want to do A and I want to do B and they want to do something else. And it's just not clashing. And it may, I don't know, I don't think it's wrong or anything. I know that there um, are times in our lives where we want to go to a certain place. And it's really my belief that if you want to go somewhere and you want to do something, then you need to hang around people who think like you and who are in you know that mental space or whatever you want to call it you know where you are at that moment and right now I just feel like I'm reaching for more I'm striving for more I want to do so much more than what I'm doing now because I feel like if I actually you know if I just stay where I was and stay where I am right now I just feel like my life would be a waste you know it's like I want to do so much more and I feel that my desire to do so much more is not something that I just woke up one day and said I want to do more I think it's like a God-given passion or desire in me to do more and to do something else and to fulfill my dreams and goals because I feel that God has given them to me he's installed them in me and believe me there there has been a long time in my life where I tried to avoid reaching goals or doing things that I really wanted to do because I'm just like it's not practical it's ridiculous. I'll never make it. I'll never do this. But it keeps coming back. I mean, I've gotten to school. I have an education. I have a master's. I have a good job that I do. But, you know, it's just not that passion of mine. It's not that desire. So I feel like I need to go in a different direction. So that's what I'm working on right now. To I work on a new job direction with 
And I want to be in a different space with my friends too. And so because of that, I just feel like at this point in time is I need to not so much cut some friends, but you know, love them from a distance and move on. And I feel like that with my business um, relationships too. Now there are some business relationships that I have that I've had for years. And it's amazing. It's great because we work well together. We get along well. But because we work so well together and I'm so comfortable working with this business all the time, I don't feel as if I think I've reached my potential with that particular business. Because I think because we're so comfortable working together all the time and, you know, they know what I'm thinking or kind of what I want. There's no one there to be objective. There's no one to say, hey, why don't you try something else? Maybe you should try something new. Or, you know, to be inspired creatively. There's really no one there to do that because we're all comfortable doing what we're doing, the same things. And I don't want to feel stuck. And, And to an extent, I do feel stuck because it's like the same creative process each and every time we do something. And it's nothing different. It's nothing new. We're not stepping outside of our comfort zones and doing anything else because of comfortability, because we're comfortable doing the same thing, having the same process and working the same way all the time. We're not being creative. And I think that right now I'm at a point where I want to be more creative. I want to do more. I want to step outside of my comfort zone. And sometimes stepping outside your comfort zone is not an easy thing to do. It is difficult because of the fact that you're not doing what you're comfortable doing and you have to do something totally different. And I think that when it comes to stepping outside your comfort zone, it's going to be scary. It's going to be hard. It's going to be difficult, but it's something that has to be done so that you can move on to the next level. And I think that is where I am. Now, as I um, mentioned in a previous episode, I think it was the episode entitled God. I am a very low maintenance friend and the majority of my friends are low maintenance too, but I do have some friends who like drama and they always seem to find themselves involved in drama. Then I have some friends who are very judgmental and opinionated about everything. And it's like, every time you have a conversation with them, you walk away feeling frustrated because they're just like, they're so opinionated until it's almost like, well, you can't have your opinion. You should do this. You should do that or whatever. Now I have friends, some friends like that. And it bothers me because I'm not a judgmental person. I'm like the person who really don't care what people are doing as long as they're not hurting anybody. I really believe people should be able to do whatever they want to do if what they're doing is not harming themselves or someone else. I'm that person who won't talk about what you wear or what you're doing because you have a right to do what you want to do. So it really frustrates me when people refuse to see things from someone else's point of view and feel that they have a right to tell other people what to do with their lives. Now, there has seriously been times when both types of friends have frustrated me so much until it took me a week to get perspective and get over it. And that was with tons of praying, like, God, this person really frustrated me, like, whatever. And it took a long time to do that. And I I just don't want to do that anymore. It's like I want to be around people who are not judgmental. I want to be around people who don't criticize. I want to be around people who aren't always talking about other people. I want to be around people who are positive, who wants to do something positive with their lives, do something great with their lives, and move forward. Because I think that the more we talk about people, it gets you nowhere. 
And it puts you on this platform where you think that you're better than somebody else because you feel like you have a right to talk about them. And I don't think we're, any of us are better than anyone else. I think that it's just by the grace of God that we are not doing some things that we could be doing because of that. But I don't think it's because we're better than anyone. I don't think any of us have a right to talk or judge anyone because we're not God. Only God sees. Only God knows the heart. And so I think that we don't. We shouldn't judge people or talk about them. We should pray for them instead. And I have a hard time just dealing with negative people, people are filled with drama or judgmental people. So I'm at that point where I just refuse to surround myself with these types of people. Because when I do, it's just way too stressful. I, like I said, I want to surround myself with positive people. And I do have lots of positive friends. So when I say I'm going to end some friendships, it doesn't mean that I'm just going to cut out my whole friendship circle. No, because I have more positive friends and more friends that are not judgmental than I do friends who are judgmental. So the friends that are judgmental, what I'm going to do, I'm not going to be mean about it. I'm not going to be like, well, you can't ever talk to me or whatever. No, I'm just going to stop calling to check up on them, but I will pray for them instead. I will just stop hanging around them. If I'm invited somewhere, I'll have something else to do because I just don't want to be in that situation where it's all this negativity. Now, if they ask me, hey, Kiana, I know you don't hang out with me as much. And I'll just say, well, you know, I'm busy. I'm trying to do some other things. But if they ask me why specifically. Then I'll just be honest and say, listen, I love you to death, but you're just a little too judgmental. And I just don't really agree with that. But if you ever need anything, I'm here. You know, I just think that it's better for me to cut something, you know, cut some friendships loose. And I feel that by alleviating some of the stress that comes from like, people and what they're doing and everything else like their negativity by alleviating that and focusing on God my family and what I want to do with writing songs and singing and podcasting and everything like that I feel that God can do so much more and I can get to be better I can be more creative and I can reach my goals I do think that in life sometimes we just have to let some things go because the longer you hold on to something that is not for you or that you've outgrown then the longer you are hindering yourself from reaching your goals and being where you need to be because you're holding on to this i remember a long time ago um when i was a kid someone did something in church doing children's story and it was a story about this kid who got his hands stuck in a jar now at the bottom of the jar was like candy and all kind of stuff and of course you know how that you know how they always scare kids in church <laughs> like well, he was being disobedient. His mom told him not to get the candy at the candy jar, and he did it anyway, and his hand got stuck. But that's not what I got from the story. That's what they were trying to tell me. That was their moral of the story. But that's not what I got because the story went on about how this little boy, let's call him little Jimmy, he got his hand stuck in the glass jar filled with, like, gumballs or whatever it was, and he couldn't get his hand out. And the more everyone tried to get it out, they couldn't do it, and his hand was stuck. And then one, and then finally, I think it was his mom or his aunt, somebody was like, Jimmy, just let go of everything. Just pull your hand out. See if that will work. So he let go of the candy that he was holding on to, and he was able to slide his hand out. And their moral of the story was, when you don't listen to your parents, your hand can get stuck in a jar, bad things can happen to you, you should be obedient. So that's what they told us the moral of the story was. But I remember, even at like that young age, because it stuck with me. It really did. That was a story that stuck with me. I think I could have been maybe nine or 10 years old. But the, but the moral that I got from the story is that the more you try to hold on to something, 
without letting go, the longer you are going to be stuck. And I don't even know why that came to my mind at such a young age, but that's what I thought about. And so as I got older, I began to realize that there are times in our lives when we hold on to friendships, when we should not hold on to these friendships. And the longer we hold on to these friendships, we're going to remain stuck in our personal lives or whatever it is we're doing. There are times we're holding on to business relationships that we should let go of so that we can move forward and do more and do better things. But because we are so accustomed to holding on to things that we are comfortable with and familiar with, we'll continue to hold on to these business relationships and we'll remain stuck because we're not letting go. And even I think when it comes to um, dating relationships, there I know in my personal life when I was younger and I was dating, I um, there were times when... I personally saw that in this relationship, this person and I were not on the same page. We didn't do one to the same stuff. And I kept holding on and holding on and holding on. And when I find, you know, at the end of the day, like the longer I held on, I realized I'm just stuck. I'm not going to move forward. If I keep holding on to this relationship, I am not going to move forward. I won't do what I want to do, which at the time was get married, have kids, you know, just live the life that all girls want. And I realized that if I held on to a certain relationship, that would never happen. So I had to let go of that relationship. And of course, you know, you cry about it, but you get over it and you move on. And I'm glad I did because I think if I had held on to that relationship, I wouldn't have met my husband. I wouldn't have my kids with, you know, I just, now, I just think things would have been different. Now, I'm not saying that if you have held on to a relationship that you can never get married or never whatever. No, that's not what I'm saying. But I just think that the longer you hold on, then you are stopping yourself from reaching your goal. And if your goal is to get married, then don't hold on to a relationship where you know the guy does not want to get married and that this is not his thing. And it's fine if it isn't, but if you know it's not, don't hold on to it thinking you can make him change his mind. Because nine times out of 10, you probably can't. You're going to be frustrated. It's just easier while you're in that dating stage to let go. And God has someone out there for you who wants to get married and who wants to do the same things that you want to do, have all those same dreams and goals, and he will put you together. And I just think that the longer we hold on to things, no matter what it is, ideas, thoughts, the way we look at ourselves, the way we value ourselves, personal relationships, business relationships, romantic relationships, whatever it is, the longer we hold on to things that we should not hold on to, the longer we are keeping ourselves stuck and in the same place, unable to move because we refuse to let go. And I think that there are times when God uses each thing in our life as a stepping stone. So yeah, maybe at the time you're working with a business or whatever, maybe it was good for that time because that's where God needed you to be. But now he has something else for you to do. So you have to let go of that and move forward. Now, I'm not saying that the business I'm currently working with, I'll never work with them again. Of course, I'll work with them again because they are good at what they do. But what I'm saying is that in order for me to grow, I can't be so dependent on their services and I can't be so dependent on, you know, working with them and being creative with them when I need to step out of my comfort zone, be creative on my own and do some things by myself, which is scary because I personally, when it comes, I can be, I'm creative. I write songs. I can even do music and stuff. But my problem is like, I can make music on the laptop or whatever, but I don't play an instrument. And so that's scary because I feel sometimes that's a hindrance, but I'm coming to realize that 
I can do a lot of things, you know, things that I thought I could never do musically. I can do a lot of things, but because I was holding on to so many thoughts and ideas and thinking I couldn't do stuff and everything, it was actually hindering me. And so now I'm at the point where I'm going to let go of all anything that's hindering me, whether it's friendships, like I said, business relationships, anything that I feel like is hindering me, it's time for me to let that go because I feel like this is just one step to move forward. And sometimes God will close the door so that he can open another one. And I believe I'm at a point where I've, and I have, it's not something I just thought about one day when I woke up. I felt this way for a long time, like six months ago, but I just never did anything with it because it's like, God, but this is so easy. And it's just easier if I work with these people and they just do this. But I just think I'm at a time where God is like, Kiana, no, stop, let go. You can do this. And um, the reason I'm telling you to let go of working with these people is because I know that you can do this on your own. So that is the whole thing. So that's just my personal experience. Now, if you're married, I am not talking about letting go of your husband because you think he's holding you back and hindering you. (laughs) That's not where I'm going with this story. So please, don't let that be your moral. That's not what I'm trying to say. But what I am saying, like to all you single ladies out there, or even single men, if you are in a relationship and you see that the person you're dating now does not want to get married or is not on the same page and don't want to do certain things if you see it now then I say it's time to let go and allow yourself the space for God to put someone in your life who is on the same page with you that is what I'm saying now if you are married then only thing I can say is ask God to help you and I know God can change people and you know it's fine there's nothing wrong with asking God to help you or help somebody or help your spouse, whatever. There's nothing wrong with that because God can do everything. But I'm saying it's just much easier to let go and that you should let go if you are not married to them. But if you are married to them, then let God work it out because he got you. Things are going to change. Just give him a minute and let God do what he does and that'll be fine. So my moral is not to let go of your spouse, but my goal is if you are not married, that's the moral. If you are not married and you see that you're in a relationship that's not taking you where you want to go, then let go of that. That's what I'm saying. And if you see you're in business relationships that are not going to get you where you desire to go, then let go of that. If you have friendships that are not taking you where you need to go, let go of it. Because every part of your life needs to be in order. And I personally believe that sometimes we have to let go of certain friends. We have to let go of certain business relationships. Even like in romantic relationships, if you're dating, you have to let these things go. Because you don't want to be like little Jimmy who had his hand stuck in a candy jar but was unable to get it out because he refused to let go of what he was holding on to so tightly. So I guess today my advice to you is whatever it is in your life that is hindering you from being what you need to be. Like I said, whether it's business relationships, friendships, um, a boyfriend, a girlfriend, whatever it is, let go and move your hand out of the jar so that you don't remain stuck. And that is my, that's pretty much what I wanted to say because I really do believe that. So this week, that is my challenge to you also is to give God permission to open doors that are meant for you and shut doors that are not meant for you. Because that would be so much easier to just say, God, you know, this is for me. Open the door so that I know it's from you. If it's not from me, if it's not from you, then drastically shut the door so I know this was not meant for me to be. And I 
read that somewhere on Instagram. I think it was Anthony Brown who had that on his page one day. But that is so true. It's like God knows your heart. He knows your thoughts. He knows everything about you. So the things that are for you, I feel that we can be safe. You know, this is a safe bed. We can feel safe just saying, God, if it's for me, open the door. If it's not for me, close it. Because at the end of the day, we don't want anything, whether it's opportunities, money, whatever. If we don't want anything that is not from God or that he doesn't want us to have because his way is best. He knows what we need and he can give us so much more. So the challenge for this week, and I'm going to do it myself. Yes, yeah, a little scary, but I think, and I know that we can trust God to do whatever it is he does. So my challenge to you this week, and I'm going to take this challenge too, is that we give God permission to drastically close the door on opportunities and friendships that are not for us and then give him permission to miraculously open doors and develop friendships with people who are meant for us. This is a very scary thing to do, believe me. I'm telling you from experience. But you know we can trust God because if we can't trust God, then who can we trust? So I encourage you today to trust God. Let him do what he needs to do to put you with the people and opportunities that are meant for you. Now the song that we are going to listen to today is called Moving On. And it is about a young woman who just got out of a bad relationship and realizes that she needs to, yes, move on. It wasn't supposed to end this way. Our love was so strong I thought it would stay. But people and things got in the way. Now I have no words to say. What started out so beautiful was easily you said that we should separate because you need your space moving on. I'm moving on. I'm 
Before I end the show, I would love to give a huge shout out to Anique Music for sponsoring the podcast. Anique Music is a publishing company, and it's also the same publishing company that handles the publishing for all of the songs that you hear on the show. All of the songs on Music and Vibes are written by me, Kiana W. Mitchell, and I own the copyright to all of the music that you do hear on the show. As always, I would love to hear from you, and I also want you to tell me what to do about my kid and the cell phone. So... After you listen to the podcast, go to Music and Vibes Facebook page and message me to let me know if you are Team Kennedy or Team Mom. Continue to share this podcast with a friend and don't forget to go over to iTunes and leave me a review if you have not left me a review already. Well, until we meet again, hope you're having a good day whether you're winning or losing. I love you and no matter what, you're gonna make it through. Bye bye and I. Hope you're having a good day, whether you're winning or losing.